and welcome to Unleash Your Inner Diva, the podcast designed to bring out the inner goddess in all of us. Join your host, Serena Novelli, as she delves deep into the world of self-love, female sexuality, conscious dating, personal growth, and all-round happiness. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hey, and welcome to Unleash Your Inner Diva, the podcast. I'm Serena Novelli, a certified sex, love and relationship coach specializing in female sexuality and self-love. And I am really excited to be here today with the gorgeous Carla Quivaro. Hey, beautiful. How are you? Hi, Serena. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm really excited for our chat today. Before we delve into what we're going to delve into, because I haven't even told anybody yet, right? So I <laughs> introduced it. Would you like to introduce yourself and tell everybody all about you? Okay, so, well, I won't go into everything about me. We might be here a bit <laughs> for a while. I'll make it as summarised as possible. So, yeah, so I'm Carla Cruvaro. I'm um, a certified and trauma-informed sex, love and relationship coach. Um, and I work with men and women. So the goal is towards delicious sex, authentic relationships and profound love. And I work with quite a lot of clients who are exploring the transition into non-monogamy, which is obviously why um, I'm here today. Yes. So we're going to talk about monogamy versus non-monogamy. So I've been with my husband since I was 16 and I'm, I'm mid I'm mid 40s now so I've been with him for well over 20 years 28 years 29 years something like that and I've literally as a sex coach I work with women on on their female sexuality um, and stuff because within a relationship that's the only relationship I know it's the only one that I've ever been in so I've never really dipped my toe in anything so I'm really excited to hear all about this transition and how you can explore being non-monogamous yeah, so um, my situation, it's not similar in the sense of, you know, I've not been with my husband for that long, but it's similar in the sense of, you know, my sexual experiences when I was younger were a little bit more limited, let's say. And that's not because I didn't have the opportunity as such, it was because of my own conditioning. So in I grew up in uh, a family where my father was Southern Italian and very, very Catholic. So, you know, it was all about getting married. I had this ingrained for me at a young age, get married and have children. And so, you know, heading into the dating world, my idea was get married, have children. And, you know, with the Catholic conditioning aspect of it, it was for a good girl to get married and have children, she needs to behave um, in a particular way. And one of those was obviously being mindful of who I did and didn't have sex with. So it meant my experiences were really, really limited. I didn't really get to fully what I like to call claim my sluttiness. So and I've only done that in the last couple of years or so. And so I never really, really embraced that side of me, that sort of wild woman, that you know claims what she wants and does it for her because sex always felt to me in my 20s as though it was an exchange for the other person that it wasn't really for me yeah and so you know over the last few years I've been really exploring that side of myself and I started to hear about non-monogamy actually from reading a book called Sex at Dawn and I think you yeah you've probably read that book as well yeah yeah Yeah. definitely Um, it was just like a light bulb moment for me reading that And one of the reasons being is I also have children. 
So um, the way that I that, that I did parenting was very much what did we used to do when we were hunter gatherers, you know? So I breastfed my children, I had them sleep in bed with me. The way that I introduced solids was just giving them the food and they figure it out themselves. So my whole approach to sort of bringing up the children was, well, what did we used to do back then? Because yeah. we've, you know, civilization has moved really, really quickly, but, you know, our nervous system hasn't. So, you know, I need to take my children into a place where they're going to feel comfortable and safe. And reading Sex at Dawn was like, oh my gosh, this is the lifestyle that I've been living, but not in the sense of community that we should have and one of the things that sex at dawn addresses is that women are actually promiscuous and when I use the word promiscuous it's not it that that word has been taken and used in a derogatory way I mean in promiscuous in the sense of we actually innately part of us search out sexual relationships with with different men and the reason being is that when we were in a village Um, environment up to 150 human beings you know in a group the way that we could ensure that our children were looked after is if the father didn't if if, if we didn't know who the father was then it was the responsibility of the whole community to support the growth of that child so I mean there's so many so much more information I really encourage people just to to read the book just to have their eyes open to a different way of thinking but that was sort of the catalyst and also you know the idea and the one of the around that time I was reading the book I remember my giving my youngest a cuddle on the sofa and my eldest said to me mommy when you when you give Tommaso a cuddle like that I feel like you don't love me and I said to him you know love isn't something that can be divided you know it's something that you continuously produce and the more people that you have in your life the more people that you're able to love and there was just like a you know hang on a minute maybe I can love more than one man maybe I have the capacity to do that because I don't love, you know, my children are two very different people and it's, I don't love one more than the other. I prefer to do things with one of them and then other things with the other one, you know, just because their interests are different and my interests are different. So it's about meeting those different needs that they have. And I was like, well, why can't I do this with men? Um, you know, and yeah. also I noticed as well that actually I have, while I've been in a relationship with my husband, before even we got married, I was interested in in other men. I never actually did anything. But I remember thinking, gosh, I'd like to have a relationship with you. I wouldn't want to leave my husband or at the time my partner. I really see him, my, my, my husband, as a long-term sort of friendship, secure base and place. However, it would be really great to have another relationship with you. And, you know, there was about two men when I lived in Italy who I could have imagined having sort of like a, a relationship with, yeah. but just never have left my partner for them. So, yeah. And at the time when I felt that, I felt a lot of guilt and shame because obviously we're sort of taught that that's not normal. There's something wrong. You know, monogamy is the way to go. And this conversation, I don't want to say that monogamy is wrong. It's just, you know, it's more to open people's eyes of what feels true to me and what is aligned for me and how can I get the needs that I have met in the way that is going to be fulfilling for myself, but also for the people around me as well. So I just wanted to put that in there um that I am pro-monogamy for the people that want to experience it but it's it's also not just the only relationship dynamic that's available out there and it's good to sort of 
question. Am I in monogamy because I want to be or am I doing it because it's the default setting that I've been um, to to think is true, right? Yeah, Yeah. exactly that. So I would say more or less sort of that's how my story and and how I came to that idea. And a lot of this was coming up for me while my husband was working away at the time. He was away for about three weeks. And when he came back, and I done so much deep diving work on my own sexuality. And I, when he came back, I said to him, I'd like to open up my relationship, our relationship. And he said, well, what, what do you want it to look like? And I was like, I really have no idea, you know, because I want it to be something that you feel comfortable in. And if you change your mind or you're not interested in doing that, that is perfectly fine. There's no pressure, but I'm just putting it out there. Because, you know, when I brought that information to him, I had no idea what what I wanted, I just knew I wanted the opportunity to have experiences with other men. How that was going to look, I, I didn't know. He was like, well, did you, do you want to do swinging? Do you want to have it like a relationship? Do you want to bring somebody into our relationship? I was like, I really don't know. So we did it in a really, really conscious way in the sense and so we didn't just jump into anything immediately. We did spend actually a considerable amount of months beforehand reading independently um, and doing our own research and then bouncing ideas off each other. Oh, I've read this. This is one way that can be done. What would come up for you with that? Obviously, one of the big ones that people tend to ask me and that gets brought off often is like jealousy. Hit that subscribe button yet. Go on, go on. You know you want to. So, you know, how would you feel in, in that situation? And, and and we're very aware of the fact that our emotions are, are our responsibility. My husband's really good at, at practicing that. Obviously, we're not perfect. You know, sometimes when we're really triggered, we will point the finger at each other. But generally speaking, you know, we do accept to take responsibility for, for the things that come up for, for us. It was quite interesting, actually. There was a point where we were exploring different ways of being sexual with people and my husband said to me I'd be really interested in seeing you with another man I said to him because obviously my at at the time my sexual experience was reasonably limited I felt quite uncomfortable being sexual with men that I didn't really know I felt like I needed to ease myself into that I had a lot of my own insecurities what if I'm not good enough what if you know I'm not doing it right because I know my husband and his body really well but then going out with other men oh my goodness me you know that's so much um yeah a lot of fear came up around that so moving back to this proposition of seeing me with another man you know I said to him if I, I wouldn't want to do that unless I've had sex with him first because I need to feel comfortable with him yeah. And then if, if I do have sex with another man in front of you, my concern would be not being allowed to fully enjoy myself because I would constantly be in my head of yeah. if I'm enjoying this too much, then you're going to think she really likes having sex with him more than me. And that would be my concern that you would be feeling like that because it, it you know, it might not necessarily be with him. It might be the experience itself that means that I'm really enjoying it you know being in a ring with two men not just being with that guy and he said and I absolutely love this he said well whatever comes up for me while watching would be my responsibility and not yours and I was like oh my god you know he like he gets that and I just I felt yeah I felt really safe then to be able to discuss even more all of these different aspects because we were owning our own feelings towards everything 
yeah. um, that, that could potentially happen. So, so yeah, so that felt really good. And I felt really seen in that. It did still keep me in my head and we haven't done that yet because it's still like, it, yeah, it, it's my, it's now I need to work through my stuff in not worrying about him if that makes sense and I think that's really like you know you've obviously your relationship you've got that conscious relationship like you're you're having that open communication and so that builds that it's trust right in 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 the long run you 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 trust each other to know that you've got each other's backs and you're not going to go and do something that's going to hurt each other because you're consciously aware of your own feelings and your partners and you're going to come together you're going to openly discuss it and you know that you have that responsibility for yourself um first and foremost I think like with, if you think about people that are listening, if there's something that they have been thinking about and it goes, I think like these thoughts go around in everybody's minds, right? Because like we said, like we're conditioned to believe we should be with one person for like our whole life. But in, in the animal world, the, the female has lots of different males, right? And in all the different species. And we're like one of the only species that, that form this relationship and stay um, in this conditioned way that we've been, that we've been, um, I know, brought up in. Um, if somebody is watching and they're thinking, I've been thinking about this, but I wouldn't know how to approach my partner in, in that way. What advice would you give them? I think it depends on the partner because my husband is very, very science. And if I can bring him like scientific evidence of things, he's very rational and logical thinking. So when I read Sex at Dawn, you know, at, during the conversation, I talked a lot about like the anthropological um biological reasons that um women at least aren't you know supposed to be monogamous uh, if they don't want to be and and I left it really really open that this is an opportunity because I think it depends also on, on the person who's bringing it forward you know so is it a make or break situation because if I have to be non-monogamous mm-hmm. and this will determine whether or not we continue in our relationship then obviously that's really important to put out there and it's really important to communicate it because if they say no and then you end up three months down the line not feeling satisfied then you're going to break up anyway yeah so you know I think really honest communication and it's always coming from a place of how I feel and what I'm looking for rather than you know because you don't do this and you don't do that it's what I want to experience. So I talked about my, myself and I talked about the fact that, you know, the, the situation that happened in Italy that I had liked these guys and said to him, I didn't do anything and I wouldn't have done because, you know, we were committed and, and we had created the rules that we were, you know, monogamous. So of course I wouldn't have done anything. But, you know, I can't stop myself from feeling certain things. Yeah. I can't prevent the feelings. I can obviously be in control of how I react on those um, feelings but the feelings themselves they do come up and do happen so yeah I would say to be as honest and open as possible if you're not sure exactly what you want it to look like or how you want it to be being really honest about that the sex at dawn book is a really good one like I said if you want to talk more about the science aspect of, of why humans aren't necessarily you know monogamous and be prepared for whatever might come back because I had no idea how my husband would take it that he might take it that my concern was he might take it that he was less than and it was nothing that there's anything wrong with him or that he wasn't fulfilling me or that he was not enough but we're very different um, people and I think that's a positive that we're quite different people with different interests we do have similar interests as well 
But I think it's good that we have quite different interests because we can have different lives and not be so enmeshed and dependent and you know, which I think sometimes can feel quite unhealthy and it can be, you can have this feeling of trapped, I think, if you're so enmeshed in that way. So it was, so yeah, making sure that that they're aware that it's nothing to do with them. And if for you, it is a problem with your partner, then you need to sort that out first before you explore non-monogamy. So if you have a problem that, you know, they um, don't, they're not fulfilling you sexually or that, you know, you don't get your emotional needs met, then you have to sort that out first. My husband and I, before we got to that point of non-monogamy, we had already done lots of our work as couple um, and individually. So we had managed to get to a place to be able to have that conversation. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, you know, one of those situations where people talk about having a baby. The relationship's not that great. If we have a baby, it'll make things better. And it's like, actually then they end up breaking up because the baby was the determining <laughs> factor of the fact that the relationship wasn't working. The same is for non-monogamy. Some people go into non-monogamy because it's like, well, you know, my husband or, or my wife isn't meeting my sexual needs. Um, so I'm going to suggest non-monogamy and then it just like blows everything up. So, you know, non-monogamy isn't a thing to approach if you're thinking I'm missing something in my relationship. Um, with that other person that needs to be resolved first before you then move forward and and um, and have the conversation yeah definitely and I I think as well because of like you're half Italian right my husband's half Italian um, which is why I have the Nobelli surname (laughs) (laughs) it it used to be Morris so I've got a much more sophisticated surname now and so I've seen like in you know in the that culture of how uh, an Italian family are brought up and how the children are brought up and how passionate and fiery they can be um, with their, you know, with their love and, and their relationship. And that needs to be spread, right? You need to spread that, that, that love as much as, as possible. That's, I mean, I've got five children. So like we spread wow. that love like miles. <laughs> um, and you're right. You, you, you love people, so many different people you can love in in certain different ways and the more like the older I get the more I realize that there's so much more of a person to be able to give right you you, you're me and my husband have been together we love each other we adore each other and but you know we've had our conversations about different things we've never like we're we're a very heated couple like like because we like my parents my mum was very strong-willed and I've got this fire in me as well so (laughs) so we 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 will literally like like off of each other but we always come back home um in such a a loving way if I think if I asked my husband if we could explore I think he would have an element of excitement about it in one way but but there would be I reckon he would be quite jealous I'm 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 putting my my opinion like onto that right at the moment which is what you don't want to be doing but in my head that's how I feel he would be as a person however if I had that discussion with him I could be quite pleasantly surprised right I mean he it may be that it's completely different to what I'm imagining so I think you need to be in a relationship if you're going like you said your relationship needs to be quite solid you need to know you need to know your boundaries in 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 how you're moving forward with that and not come at it like you said to try and fix it's not it's not a fix it's more about 
allowing for your love to spread, right? Allowing for you to grow as a as an individual, but also as a a couple that are sharing their love and spreading joy to the world. Do you do you go like have you been and and tried like sex parties or anything like that together? Yeah, so we've only done one because obviously with the whole COVID thing, we've been non-monogamous um, for, oh gosh, I can't, since August 2021. So, you know, with the whole COVID thing, it's been really difficult. And I live in the north of England, so mm-hmm. everything tends to be in London. Um, so it, it's meant, you know, having to physically travel. So, so yes, we went to one in London and that was a really interesting experience. And I really, um, you know, I was really keen for my husband to have an ex- an experience with, with another woman and be, you know, present while um, he did that. So, but it, the, just the dynamics are really interesting. And as it was our first experience, I wasn't very, I wasn't very forthcoming with how, with what I wanted and what I didn't want. So when a couple approached us that just, I I wasn't interested in, what I should have done is, you know, very politely moved away and, and, and gone and done something different. But I was, I just didn't want to upset or offend them. (laughs) So I stayed there and sort of, in a way, wasted time being in a situation that I didn't want to be in. So I think for um for a first for a first experience, I learned so much. I learned so much about myself. I learned so much about you know how how actually supportive my husband and I are because he was with a woman and things that like they were going okay, and then her the, the partner that she came with left, so that upset her. And then I encouraged them back into the into the the, the main playroom for to give her a massage along with my husband and my goal was then to like sort of lead them to it and let them experience their own thing but then another guy came along and sort of took over and I was like no she was my husband what are you doing (laughs) I'm trying here come on but it's I suppose like the more you go to them the more the more you'll yeah it'll just it'll just be like this whole experience so a friend of mine actually runs sex parties she's a performer so she will like get all the rooms ready and make sure everybody's like really happy she's like more like hosting and 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 it's really the the stories that she tells me they just sound awesome like to be at yeah I've never been and I would love to go and, and experience um I did get asked actually if I would do a breathwork practice at one of them and I and I wasn't sure what I was putting myself up for so I I kindly declined <laughs> um just in case I didn't know where I was going with that I didn't feel safe so and that I suppose that's something as well you've got to feel safe right you've got to know that you feel safe and that you're consensual to anything that's 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 going on in those kind of situations as well yeah the, the place that I went to it's quite a, the, the the hostess uh, has a very conscious approach to thing and I had been she does this thing called lady liquid love so there were all women naked um blindfolded and warm olive oil and you just got to explore the bodies around you um so I went for that experience and Halfway through, she stopped everybody in the room, brought them back to the bodies. What are you feeling right now? And she really encouraged people constantly to check in with yourself. You know, do you, you know, if you're feeling overwhelmed, put your hand up and she'll pull you out because you can't walk out of a situation where everyone's covered with olive oil because you're just full. <laughs> so, <laughs> so she was really great and supportive in that way. And that's why when I found out that she also did, she calls them pleasure parties. Um, I thought, okay, that's a good place to start off with because my nervous system is going to be supported. It's it's quite a um, a conscious 
mm-hmm. approach and she's also a sexological body worker so she supports people in in healing trauma through hands-on therapy and I just thought this is a really great place to start rather than going straight yeah. into a swinging club where you know th- with those places they can from what I've heard from other people they can be quite you know full-on quite a, a lot to take in whereas this pleasure party the one that I went to I think it was about 25 people and it was it was a really, really gentle approach. Everyone was in the same room as well. And, you know, what's interesting is there was a couple there who had no interest whatsoever of being with any other people. They just went there to have sex in front of other people. So, you know, you can go to sex parties and pleasure parties and not interact with other people if you don't want to. Yeah. And in fact, a lot of people that I've spoken to, the first time that they go, they don't ha- have sex, probably because, you know, because I didn't have sex at the pleasure party um the first time that I went and that's because for me I didn't take myself out of situations that you know work with people that I didn't want to have sex with basically so that was the learning curve for me and for other people it can be you know they just maybe didn't feel ready or whatever it might be and I think a lot of people are interested in going to a sex party but wouldn't think of doing so because of this idea of well what if I don't want to have sex with anyone and it's like well you don't have to and yeah. have and going in there knowing that and I can't emphasize it enough there are so many people the first time they go they don't have sex with anyone and it's all right you know and a lot of people are happy to be watched you know a lot of people and en- enjoy that experience so yeah if, if it's something that you're interested in I would definitely recommend just going with no expectation at all of having to do anything if you don't want to and if you just want to be with the partner that you went with you know people do that yeah yeah a lot quite a lot of people will go to a sex party just to have sex in front of other people with the partner and yeah yeah Yeah, and that's that's like a turn on in itself right like just to know that people are watching or whatever so I think um there's there's a a company called killing killing kittens I think yeah yeah they have an app as well for for meetups for hookups yeah 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 and they have their own parties too yeah so that's who my friend works for um when okay great so yeah thank you it's been an absolute pleasure to chat with you today I've really enjoyed it um and I think it's like I've been very quiet for Serena because I've just been like listening like "Ah, what's going on here (laughs) and and that's the thing as well like for people listening we're both sex coaches but we experience different things right we come we come from it at a different angle so you know, there's always room to learn, no matter what industry you're in, um, how much sex you've had, how many partners you've had or haven't had in my case, there's always more to learn about your own body and your own experiences and your own pleasure. It's been an absolute pleasure. Would you like to tell everyone where they can find you before we go? Because I know you don't use um, social media quite the same as as me. <laughs> yeah, so because um, I kept getting shadow bans because, um, you know, you've got to be careful using like sex, pussy, vulva, I know. penis, cock. So, um, yeah, so I kept getting shadow bans and I just felt it wasn't aligned. I was getting frustrated. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm experiencing different approaches and avenues. But I do have a website. Um, and that's carlacrivaro.com. Um, and then I have, um, I, instead of doing social media and interacting with people in that way, I do weekly meetings on Zoom for just 30 minutes for people to come in and ask me questions or they might want a mini coaching session. And that's completely free. So if someone wanted to ask directly about non-monogamy, that would probably be the best way to, to, to do that is in, in that community container. Because if, if you have a question, for sure, 
other people always have it um, and yeah, have the same question because as you know Serena yourself with your clients you'll get asked repeatedly the same things yeah. um, and it's really common for for people not to know even things about their own bodies as well so the education is very very varied so no question's a stupid question. <laughs> exactly that, exactly that. Yeah, so I'm going to come on one of your Zooms. I'm coming on one of your Zooms. <laughs> I love that idea, actually. It's really lovely. So um, that's it from us uh, today. So we will see you next time. Till next time, everybody. Take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of Unleash Your Inner Diva. If you liked what you heard, be sure to hit like, subscribe and leave us a comment. Have a burning question for Serena or a topic you'd love her to discuss on the show? Get in touch. Check out www.lovethybodyproject.com. You can also reach Serena on Instagram at Serena Novelli. Until next time, remember, you got this, diva.